Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is lessons from a leading state evaluation office. Our guest is Rakesh Mohan, the director of the Idaho Office of Performance Evaluations. Here's a clip. The power and the, and the authority and the independence that's given to the committee and to our office, that has helped build the credibility. So now the public believes in us. Public has confidence and trust in us. The press has confidence and trust in us. So that in the concept of independence is very important. Idaho's Office of Performance Evaluations was created in 1994 and is a nonpartisan, independent office that serves the Idaho legislature by conducting program evaluations and studies. With its staff of seven evaluators plus its director, OPE's mission is to promote confidence and accountability in state government through those evaluations and studies. To learn more, we're joined by Rakesh Mohan. He's been the director of the office since 2002. The office was the recipient of the American Evaluation Association's Outstanding Evaluation Award, and Rakesh himself was the recipient of the Outstanding Practitioner Award from the American Society for Public Administration. I'm glad to have him with us from Boise. Rakesh, welcome. Thank you, Andy. I really appreciate this opportunity uh, to talk to you. So, Rakesh, I shared with our audience that OPE works for the Idaho legislature. Tell us, if you would, the process for defining and selecting projects. Yes, sure. So any legislator can request a study to be done by our office. Uh, it could be one legislator or a group of legislators or a committee, and it can also be the entire legislature. For example, uh, in 2008, uh, they passed a joint concurrent resolution uh, by both Senate and House asking us uh, to do a study uh, about transportation issues. Anybody can request a study, but it has to be approved for us to do it by a equally bipartisan joint committee of four Republicans, four Democrats, four of them are senators from, uh, the other four are from House. It is co-chaired by a Republican and a Democrat, and they take turns chairing the committee meetings. So you cannot find more balance. Even though Idaho is overwhelmingly a Republican state, it's still this is the only committee which uh, has equal number of uh, Democrats sitting at the table, and it is the only committee that's uh, co-chaired by a Democrat. Otherwise, all other committees are chaired by uh, Republicans. So it is this committee approves the project for us, and they do it at a public meeting, and they will uh, consider which projects for us to work on. And generally we can do in a year because of a small staff, three to five projects. So usually we have requests somewhere between eight and 15 uh, requests. And then from that, they select three to five projects for us, depending on our our workload. And when they decide what project we can, we will work on, generally their criteria includes what kind of interest there is in that study, what are the timelines, Uh, it is also whether it is a timely project or not, how it will be used, our evaluation, what would be, would it find some potential cost savings, Uh, what kind of research feasibility is there, and um, does the state has any jurisdiction or not in doing this study, and what kind of evidence is lacking, things like that. That's really helpful background, Rakesh. The bipartisan nature of these efforts and that committee is really important. 
Can you give us some examples of projects? So, uh, 18 years ago, when I started working in this office, um, we used to get requests that were more about look at the uh, program and see whether it is complying with uh, all the uh, applicable laws and regulations and whether it's doing what it is supposed to be doing. But increasingly, they are still asking those things, but increasingly they are asking us to come up with new ideas to improve existing policy or even non, uh, how to come up with a new policy, how to revamp in, uh, the entire foster care child protection system, or how to look at the entire transportation departments uh, and, and what kind of services and policies they should have. So some of the big projects that we did where big policy changes were made were uh, child protection, uh, uh, state institution, correctional facilities. Um, and uh, even the, uh, last year, we were asked to do a study about providing driving privileges to uh, undocumented immigrants. And um, that, that there is no program, and they wanted to know whether such a program is feasible and what, what needs to be done and what cost it would have and what challenges it might have. I think our audience will really appreciate all of those examples. So, Rakesh, have you been able to see instances where the work of your office, those evaluations and studies, have had an impact on decision-making in Idaho? Yes, quite a few. So that earlier I mentioned about the transportation study, there were a lot of problems uh, in 2008 with the transportation department about managing its uh, uh, highway assets and maintaining those. And the department wanted more funds, but the legislature did not have confidence in the department. So the, the money was not being given. So we did that study. It was a huge study. And uh, as a result, we made about more than 40 recommendations. And after the study was uh, released, uh, the governor issued an executive order telling the department to implement all of our recommendations and created a task force to find ways to uh, increase funding for the highway programs. The other study would be, we did three reports uh, two years ago on child protection. And as a result, they have been working on restructuring the entire child protection system here. So th that's that's a major accomplishment. And I personally consider that child protection studies, those three studies were the most rewarding, most satisfying uh, work that I have done in more than 30 years of doing this evaluation work. That sounds very rewarding, no doubt. Rakesh, I want to ask you one final question here, which is about sustainability. Your office has been around since 1994 and since 2002 under your leadership. During a time when some evaluation offices around the country have waned or been dismantled, I assume that the bipartisan nature of the evaluation selection process here is crucial, but I'd love to hear in your own words, what do you think was important for creating that sustainability? I think several things uh, help, uh, and um, I, I will say that the very first one that you mentioned, the bi equally bipartisan nature of the of the committee that gives us the assignments, number one. Number two, it is in a statute the independence that is given to our office and to the committee. So even if the speaker and the Senate president pro tem want us to do a study, still that request has to go through this bipartisan committee. They cannot just say, do it. 
and um, so that that in the power and the and the authority and the independence that's given to the committee and to our office that has help build the credibility. So now the public believes in us. Public has confidence and trust in us. The press has confidence and trust in us. So that in the concept of independence is very important. And all the evaluation work is done by exclusively by us uh, or our consultants. It's not influenced by anybody. Uh, reports are not previewed by the committee or the speaker or the Senate president. When the reports are done, they are released at a public meeting. So everybody knows at the same time. So that those things are helpful uh, about sustainability. The other things are that you have to build relationship, build trust. And I constantly, uh, I'm going and talking to people of all kinds, um, legislators, press people, lobbyists, public policy advocates, um, and regular people from, uh, from the public. I will talk to them. And this way, the idea is uh, that I need to understand my evaluation environment in which we operate. And I need to know also the political context of my environment. Who are the key players? Who are the movers and shakers? And uh, because every evaluation is inherently political. My office doesn't have to be political. I don't have to be political, but I do need to understand the politics and then I have to manage that politics. And I think one other thing uh, I would add is that need to cultivate evaluation champions, people who would have your back, people who would support you, people who will talk on your behalf. And I think from day one I came here, I have worked on developing those relationships and uh, making sure those champions are there. So if, if I see some trouble uh, that could affect me or my office or my staff, my, my evaluation champions know about that from me before they will hear it from somebody else or read about this thing in the paper. So I do keep them regularly informed and uh, having those people is very helpful uh, because uh, anytime there is a misunderstanding of uh, about our work or about our office or about our independence, it is these uh, champions, these uh, uh, supporters of our office, they will go and they will do all the talking for us. I love that point about having champions for an office's work. For our audience, I'm going to ask Rakesh a few more questions about the logistics and details about how his office works, and I'm going to post his answers to the podcast website so you can check those out. But for now, Rakesh Mohan from Idaho's Office of Performance Evaluations, congratulations to you and to your team and to your evidence champions for all the work that you've done, and thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Andy. It's my pleasure to talk to you, and I always love to brag about my office. <laughs>